I want to explain today very powerful angel assistance that Holy Spirit has now released. It's different than what we have seen for centuries. To, to help the king's ecclesia tear down thrones of darkness and uh, tear their influence away from territories, regions, states, nations. He is releasing supernatural power, supernatural help to demolish corruption. Holy Spirit's campaign is, is now starting. It is started. It has begun. So I want to put some pieces together for you today. Uh, put a timeline on it because when we see things and when they happen, how they happen, and we go back and look at it, we start to see clear picture of, of what this moment is about. And we must see that so that we know what to do. We must see the foundation Holy Spirit has been laying so that he can bring into our moment now mighty angels along with thousands upon thousands of others that are deploying to assist the real New Testament church, the true ecclesia. Some 15 years ago now, Holy Spirit began to teach me about angels, uh, about angel armies. Shortly into that, just a week or two into the beginning of that, two powerful angels were assigned to us here at the Oasis. And of course, I had to learn, I had to learn about them. I had to learn how to partner with them because that was new to me. It was a part of the training that I was beginning. While I had been raised in church all my life, my dad was an evangelist, a pastor. I didn't really understand how the kingdom of God operates, how it functions in the earth realm, and I did not understand how angels function and help us as well. When we were young, we were taught that, yes, we believed in angels, but we didn't, we didn't believe they were really as real as they really, really are. Let's put it that way. Uh, they might help you if you're really in bad shape, but the thought of them assisting us was not there. Uh, the thought of a kingdom that would expand on the earth with functioning saints heirs of God and angel armies, that was, that was foreign and I had to go into a training time. Um, one of the, the angels assigned to us here at that time was a government angel. I began to be able to understand and identify angels by the way they dress, the way they look. And I began to understand that government angels would wear purple. I would see them with a purple sash. Think of it this way. When you see the military uh, of the United States, you can identify which branch or division it is by how they dress. Oh, that's, they're in the Navy, you can tell. Or they're in the Army or the Marines or Air Force. The dress kind of identifies it. And I begin to, 
Holy Spirit began to show me that. And I noticed the government angels and the angel that was assigned to this house wore a very uh, a purple sash. And that, that taught me about government because kings wear purple and fine linen. It's a, it's a color of government. It's a color of authority. And these government angels assist the governing decrees of the ecclesia. When we forbid or when we permit, these angels are, are a part of those that carry that out. And the other angel was uh, uh, an angel of awakening uh, and reformation. And that angel wore a blue sash. And uh, I began to study that out prophetically. And I began to see in the New Testament how this angel, they assist revival. They assist the moving of the Holy Spirit. And they assist um, the Holy Spirit's outpourings, His Pentecost. And uh, actually, Holy Spirit would tell me years into this, maybe six or seven years later into this, that this particular angel, the blue sash angel, uh, that this particular angel was with him uh, at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 that he had assigned to us, explaining that angels never die, and also explaining something that was not something that was conscious awareness to me at all, but explaining that angels gain experience, just like we gain experience. Like someone in our military would, uh, some soldiers, they, they may just be out of boot camp, but others, they have experience. And he began to teach me how angels gain experience. And this angel had experienced Pentecost. And uh, uh, oftentimes over the years I've thought about how we may be in a situation that we've never faced before, but that doesn't mean the angels assigned to our life, it's new to them. They are experienced. And uh, he said to me, this angel was with me in Acts chapter 2. I never talked about that uh, very much because I wondered what people would think about it. And uh, now I, I don't care. I just do it. I mean, I've learned I can't go there. I have to just, I just have to be who I am and what I've experienced with the Lord and, and trust Him. And, but, but, but then I did. I was like, what do people think about that? I didn't know what I thought about it. I was like, what is this about? Anyway, I just prayed and I prayed into it and I pondered it often, trusting that that there would come a time when Holy Spirit would explain and give me understanding concerning it. But I would see these particular angels um, in the balcony quite often, not every service, but quite a bit. Uh, and then for about 10 years, I poured myself into the study of angels, how they assist us, and things about them that would apply to us now. And somewhere over 7,000 hours I put into studying that, and it became a few books. And the first book on angels I wrote six times because I kept learning and, 
and understanding it. And now, now I am back in that mode of studying again and, and looking deeper again because of something else. Holy Spirit is now teaching me about some mighty ones. And I find myself now pondering things. And I, I have many hours in what I'm going to talk about this morning, probably a hundred or more hours thinking I press into these things because I want to make it plain for me and you. But then about five years ago, these two angels uh, that were here every now and then I would see them. About five years ago, these two angels were here every service and they've been here every service since. Again, I don't talk about it much, but they're here. Well, then in April of last year, 2022, this changed. And I began to feel the presence of another very, very powerful angel along with these other two. And uh, I, I didn't see this angel for weeks, but I, I, I felt it. I often discern angels and I know that they're there, but I don't always see them. In fact, many times Holy Spirit helps me to know that they're there, know their activity, know some things going on. Um, and I know it, but I don't see it. I don't know how to explain that other than just that way. I just know. It is a gift that God gave me. I didn't ask for, but he did. And uh, the gift of discerning of spirits is something that he gave me to help facilitate this. And I can discern um, angels, uh, discern their activity. Um, this angel was the most powerful angel that I, I've ever experienced. And I could feel, I could feel the presence of this angel like a powerful person of authority. If you've ever been around someone that carries great authority, there's, there's something about that. You can kind of feel that. But, and this is very important to me that you understand this, um, not a divine presence about this angel, not a divine presence like the Lord's presence or like Holy Spirit's presence. Angels are not divine God-like beings. They just carry God's authority, but they're not divine beings. Angels are supernatural beings. And this one carried a lot of authority. This one was very, very powerful. Again, the most powerful that, that, I've, that I've been around. Well, I, all I know to do again is pray into it and keep listening for enlightenment. I mean, obviously, there was a reason. And I had to press into that reason. Obviously, different help was available. Well, I prayed into this April, May, and June of last year. And uh, then in July, I was given a dream. In this dream, a mighty angel flew to me carrying two things. He flew to me. That was very significant. I've studied this for, for 
15 years almost. But he, he flew to me. I've, I've had angels appear to me. I've had angels walk up and uh, talk to me, but I've never had one fly to me. And I knew this is, this is so significant because somehow in the, the dream I knew this angel was like the angel that flew to Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6. Not saying it was the same angel, but it was like that angel. And it was then I knew that this powerful angel was a seraph. He was in the seraphim order of angels. Considered by theologians to be the highest rank of angels that there is. Michael and Gabriel are in this order though they are archangels and they would carry more authority as archangels because the archangels attend to personally the Godhead. For example, Michael is personal assistant attending to Father God. And of course, um, Gabriel is personal assistant tending <clears throat> uh, to Holy Spirit. And Lucifer was uh, the personal assistant attending. He was also a seraph that would attend to Jesus. That's why Jesus came to earth and said, I gave him authority and I won't come back until I strip him of it. And that's his announcement after the cross. All power has been given to me in heaven and in earth. And I will now replace the fallen uh, angels that sided with him, occupying their thrones. I will I will replace them by my ecclesia sitting on those thrones. Powerful, powerful. But Michael and Gabriel, though they're archangels, they are seraphs. Well, two weeks after this dream, which would have been July 23, 22, uh, 2022, Apostle Greg Hood sent me a text message prophecy. I had told no one about this. I was just praying into it because I didn't know. Uh, I mean, I might have told those close to me, Carol or somebody, but I just, I never, I never really talked about this and I certainly did not talk publicly. So Prophet Greg did not know anything about this. But on a Saturday afternoon there on the 23rd, July, two weeks later, I, he sent me this. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, that he has assigned a seraphim to your house, the oasis. For your house has become more than an apostolic center to the nation. It has become an altar of the Lord to the nation. An altar of the Lord to the nation. Holy Spirit says to you that he has assigned this seraphim to tend the fire altar Alongside, <clears throat> alongside you. This is an altar of fire of the Most High for releasing revival fires. Fire for healing of the nation and the fire of awakening of the nation. It is a fire of understanding and walking in the depths of the supernatural. Holy Spirit says America has been on a timer and it is now time. Now is the time to partner with the seraphim to prepare 
the nation. To prepare the nation with the fire from your altar. Holy Spirit will show you in dreams and visions and holy unctions when and where you will instruct the seraphim to release the fire from this new altar into the nation. This is the igniting of awakening in every part of the nation America. The fire from your altar will be the manifestation of the engagement of my passion for America. This time is now beginning. I heard Holy Spirit say that Father created the seraphim to tend this special altar of fire with you. So, obviously, a, a different, powerful, authoritative angel, different angel assistance was being made available. This was, of course, an assignment for this house, and I've tried to follow that, and we have tried to, to, to do as best we could to steward that. But also understand, we represent in many of the dreams and the prophetic words, we represent the ecclesia of King Jesus around the, the nation and the world. In other words, a different level of angel is now being made available to the ecclesia, and we're modeling that. Now, here, hear this prophetic word from just a few weeks ago, and I ended with it last week, but it's going to help us describe seraphim, which I feel like I must do, or seraphs. The Lord says, I am now releasing my mighty ones to break up entrenched evils. They will strike the forever losers protections of diabolical root systems in America's capital and in state capitals. And we know that that is a reference to demon princes. The fallen angels, the fallen re, uh, leaders with Lucifer, those demon princes are those who are stewarding the root systems of Baal in our capitals. Michael, my war prince, he is the war prince, and he is very busy today in Israel. But Michael, my war prince, has released in sufficient numbers war angels to unlock this nation and break barrier walls. Companies of special forces, the angels of fire, that's the special forces units in the kingdom, uh, they are called uh, angels of fire or chariots of fire, have penetrated realms of iniquity to ambush the adversary at my commands. My word, your word. Jeremiah's. Cover-ups will be uncovered. Giant, giants taunting in opposition will fall. Strongholds of darkness will be destroyed their influence shattered off territories, regions, and nations. My angels are merging with my people to break the forces of evil 
in ba of Baal's government within them. My unshakable kingdom will rise in waves of power, enforcing realignment to covenant roots. Hear the sound of battering rams of my kingdom. And I've described that in the past to you. I've seen the angels and the battering rams. Uh, I saw that at front of the White House. Hear the sound of battering rams of my kingdom resounding against wicked strategies. The abominations will not stand. For overwhelming might will now come to bear upon covenant breakers seeking to destroy my purposes. The advance of my kingdom will become rapid. That's what I was seeing a bit last week. Rapid strikes will now come against hindering spirits, spirits of perversion, government tyranny, and cultural systems that are polluted by demons. And the world will now see the mobilizing of my kingdom ecclesias and heaven's angel armies under Lord Sabaoth. That's the Holy Spirit. And I saw parts of that last week that I tried to describe. If you weren't, didn't hear last week or the week before, you can go online and hear that and you should. This will suddenly and aggressively be revealed. We saw some of that aggressively revealing within uh, just three days last week. The angels exploded and here comes a very strategic answer. It will see the fierceness of hell's resistance of my kingdom superseded by the fierceness of my wrath against their allegiance to Baal. My fierce deployment, my fierce deployment will now engage. Why? To assist a fierce war season that he's told us and told us about. The saints will engage and my church will engage. My intercessors are willing and will deploy on strike missions against hell's dominions in ways and in numbers not seen before. For no, says the Lord of hosts, a war season very fierce now begins. Engage and win it with my power through prayer, through decrees of faith and worship warfare. Know that an agitated demonic realm will stir up violence in the natural realm. You're seeing it right in front of your eyes. But I will send fresh power from heaven to resource you. Don't get shook. Fresh fire will be seen of my manifest presence and I will hover over you in manifest glory, radiating continued support as I did my people in the ex Exodus. Behold and know, says the Lord, I have now opened a door of heaven. I have opened the angel gate and I have opened the war gate. Remember that. You got to go back over these things. I have opened the angel gate. I have opened the war gate. I have opened the door 
of angel armies to the king's ecclesias. They will now deploy on strike missions, for I will have my harvest. Notice he said, the angel gate is opened and the war gate is opened. The door where angels ascend and descend is open. The importance of that announcement uh, of Holy Spirit is just incredible. Revelations 4.1 describes a door that was opened in heaven, so we know that he can open doors in heaven. Uh, Jacob saw this gate or door opened and a ladder extending from it to the earth. And angels were ascending and descending, Genesis 28 and verse 12 says. And Jacob then said in Genesis 28, 17, this is a gate. It's a gate of heaven. And of course, a ladder represents, um, a ladder connects earth to a higher place. So we are connecting to a new higher level of partnership with angels and a higher level uh, of the plans of Holy Spirit, another level of his campaign that he is now revealing. Jesus himself <clears throat> spoke of this gate, this door, in John 1:51, when he was talking to Nathaniel, telling him, you will see angels that are ascending and descending upon the Son of Man or upon me. And of course, uh, Ephesians 1:23 tells us the church is his body. So you have the head and the body, and angels ascend on that on that body, the body of Christ. You will see that, he said. Their gate is open. Now, keep tracking with me. On Thursday morning, October the 3rd, so three weeks or so ago, while in prayer, I was caught up in a vision. And Holy Spirit began to show me multiple divisions of angel armies. Thousands of angels in each division. Don't just think a handful. Thousands and thousands of angels were in each division. And these divisions that I was shown was marching through this, this gate. And when they got through that gate, then they would take flight. And you could see thousands of angels taking flight through that gate. And this happened one after the other after the other. The archangel, Michael, was at that gate appearing as a seraph, which he is a seraph. And he was at this gate that was opened, standing at this gate as a seraphim. And his appearance was like the colors of, of fire, reddish gold. And he had folded silver wings, three on each side, six altogether, but three on each side. And the folded silver wings were, it, they were silver, but they were translucent. You could see through those, those wings. I could see through them. His garment was brilliant white, glistening type white. A gold belt 
was around him and he was very tall. A lot of the angels are, I mean, bigger than the tallest people that you see. I, I don't know how big, 12 feet maybe, very muscular and his eyes would penetrate you. Gabriel standing at this gate, I see him as a seraph, and he said nothing that, that I heard anyway. He simply would nod his head like this. He nodded, and a division took flight, thousands, hundreds of thousands. He would then nod his head, and another division would take flight. He nodded his head and another division took flight, one after the other after the other. Somehow he exuded an atmosphere about his being of one that is completely under authority and confident. He was confident in who he was and in the authority that he had. He's under, he's under the command of the Godhead. Now, for the past decade or so, Holy Spirit has taught me about some of the angels, uh, the divisions of angels that I saw taking flight. Seraphims that I'm talking about today, they were taking flight. Government angels that assist uh, the decrees of the, of the ecclesia, they, they were taking flight, thousands of them. Awakening angels. Um, Reformation angels, and I'll talk about them soon. I, I need to talk about them. But um, evangelism angels, those that assist to the gospel of the kingdom to go forth and to win souls and to assist the bringing back of prodigals and, of course, to anoint the evangelist anointing uh, to, to take, um, to go to a different level. They were taking flight. The breakthrough angels that break up, break out, and break through, they took flight. Glory angels that protect the glory of the Godhead. Um, these angels, uh, they protect the glory of God that is growing from glory to glory to glory. Their ultimate mission is to prepare things in such a way that the glory of the Lord can fill the entire earth realm. Angels that assist Holy Spirit's outpourings or Pentecost, they were taking flight. Some of them were with him in Acts chapter 2. Revival angels were taking flight. Healing and miracle angels were taking flight. Covenant watchers, these angels steward covenants between God and man or God and a nation. They help oversee that and uh, uh, make the proper um, connections for the covenants to stay connected or working. Communication angels, they were taking flight. They, they are under another seraph and that would be Gabriel. He's in charge of uh, the communications of heaven under Ho Holy Spirit. But they were taking flight, and I saw them launch into all 50 states, and I tried to describe some of that last week. As I watched this awesome scene, another prophetic word, uh, I was reminded of another prophetic word that is now in its moment, 
and I hope that you recognize it, but now put it in here because it's, it's speaking to us. King Jesus says to his church from a few weeks ago, King Jesus says to his church, the coalition forces of my kingdom are now being called to the battle line. The synergized strength of my allies joined together for my kingdom cause has never been stronger. My angel armies, my remnant warrior armies, Holy Spirit, my Father, and all of heaven have allied with me in my kingdom. Fight one of us, you will fight us all. Covenants are established. Treaties have been signed with my blood. Alignments have initiated assignments. And the strength, uh, the strength of my coalition is filled with overcoming might. No, hell cannot prevail. My church will prevail. My remnant will prevail. For yes, my kingdom has been attacked. And yes, my remnant has been pressed in great battle. But know that a mighty kingdom is allied with you. Know that the king of heaven uh, is allied with you. Know that Holy Spirit and his angels are allied with you. You will not fight this battle alone. My kingdom allies are rushing to the battlefronts. My kingdom, my power, my authority will be seen in the earth realm. Now, I want to describe a vision that I received four times towards the end of last year and continue to put this together. This, this vision was very vivid. It was like watching a movie. I'd, like you see the movie, turn it on again, see it again. It was just so real. And I had this vision at Thanksgiving of last year. Then I had it the same vision, same thing in December. And then same thing two times in January. In this vision, I saw four seraphs, four seraphim of the seraphim order in this vision. They are mighty ones. And let me just describe them a little bit or define them a little bit more now. They are angels that carry out throne room ministry. It's their primary assignment. They carry out missions of the Godhead. You see that, of course, before man was ever created in a war that took place in heaven. Lucifer began to fight for the throne. He had one third of the angels. I described that two weeks ago in great detail. But, but he, he led one third of the angels, the princes, the rulers of darkness, sided along with Lucifer to try to take over heaven to exalt his throne above God's. It was a spiritual coup attempt in heaven. And there's many ways that God could have taken care of that. But it's significant how he took care of it he turns to an attending seraph. His name was Michael. And he said, Michael, you, your armies, take care of this. And Revelations 12 tells us Michael and his armies did. They threw Lucifer and these rulers of darkness out of heaven. And they came down to, to the earth realm where we know they have established thrones 
over top of territories that we must now take out. But you see, you see the seraphs and their activity from or mission being given by the Godhead. You see this in the story of Mary. Um, it's time to bring Jesus to earth. God turns to an attending seraph. His name was Gabriel and says, go tell her. And he goes on the mission and he, he tells her. And then he is told, uh, another seraph is told, or Gabriel again is told by the Godhead, go on another mission to Zachariah and Elizabeth. And uh, you tell her, uh, tell them that they're going to have John. He'll be the forerunner. And that's where you see uh, the power of seraphs uh, in a little different way. Because remember Zechariah, he said to Gabriel, how do I know what you're telling me is the truth? And Gabriel said, I stand in the presence of Almighty God. He sent me so that, uh, that I would give you this message. You want a sign? Don't talk for nine months. And that happened. And we see seraphs, seraphs have the ability to close the mouth or shut the communication off of people on the earth. That's significant. You also see this in Daniel. Um, Seventy years had passed and Jeremiah was prophesying it's time for the captivity to end and and so Daniel starts to pray. He prays for 21 days fasting and praying. And the Godhead says to an attending seraph, Gabriel, go down and communicate. Victory is now here. And to get, uh, bring them victory. And he goes down. And a fallen demon prince over the territory of Persia fights him. And the battle's fierce, it's three weeks long, and he can't get through. And then God does, he turns to another seraph in the throne room, and that again was Michael, and he said, go down and help him and break this thing loose. And victory was given as Michael came. Hear this um, from Daniel chapter 10, Message Bible, verse 11. Daniel, he said, man of quality, listen carefully to my message and get up on your feet. Stand at attention. I've been sent to bring you news. When he had said this, I stood up, but I was still shaking. Relax, Daniel, he continued. Don't be afraid. From the moment you decided to humble yourself to receive understanding, your prayer was heard. And I was sent to come to you. But I was waylaid by the angel prince of the kingdom of Persia, that fallen demon prince that fell with Lucifer. And I was delayed for a good three weeks. But then Michael, one of the chief angel princes, intervened to help me. I left him there with the prince of the kingdom of Persia, that fallen demon prince. And now I'm here to help you. Understand what will eventually happen to you and your people, the vision that, that's ahead for you. I'm here to help you understand that. And while Gabriel was saying this, Daniel says, I looked at the ground and I said nothing. Then I was surprised by something like a human hand that touched my lips. I opened my mouth and started talking to Gabriel. When I saw you, Master, I was terror-stricken. My knees turned to water. I couldn't move. 
How can I, a lowly servant, speak to you, my master? I'm paralyzed. I can hardly breathe. Then Gabriel, in human-like figure, touched me again and gave me strength. These seraphs can give us strength. Then Gabriel, in human-like figure, touched me and gave me strength. And he said, don't be afraid, friend. Peace. Everything's going to be all right. Take courage, be strong. Even as he spoke, courage surged up within me. And I said, go ahead, let my master speak. You've given me courage. Then Gabriel said, I now have to go back to fight against the angel prince of Persia, the demon ruler that fell. And when I get him out of the way, the angel of, pre, of Greece will arrive. Two times we see God's seraphim order. We see seraph, commissioned seraphs, were involved in overthrowing rebel government, rebellious government, or demon thrones. Once when Lucifer attempted to exalt his throne above God's, and once in Daniel's day, a demon throne was dealt with. Notice biblically here, you see the precedent. God's seraphs were set or sent to overthrow fallen seraphs. They were sent to stop takeover attempts of territories, nations. They were sent to deal with thrones of darkness, thrones of, uh, of iniquity. Clearly, they help bind the work of hell's fallen angels and their authorities in the earth realm. This vision that I'm trying to describe began Tuesday, October 3. The Proceed Conference was that weekend. And I began to see some things in the spirit realm. And here's what Holy Spirit said in quick reminder. Tuesday morning, I see in a vision, I hear the angel gate is open. The gate of war is open. And I see these angels take flight. Thousands and thousands of them, division after division. I know I'm to declare that at the Proceed Conference, which I did. And we get up on Saturday morning and find out Israel has declared war. You think Holy Spirit didn't know that? And three days before he said, I've opened the war gate and I'm sending division after division of angel armies. And my angel Prince Michael will be over it. He is also the Prince of Israel. Holy Spirit was all over this. The angels were staged all over the Middle East and all over the United States in, in our capitals. Holy Spirit was preparing for this moment in a supernatural way. That is not a coincidence. A great victory is about to be seen in front of the whole world. Let me just list the bullet points. We'll be here till supper. 
One, the seraphim have throne room access. They minister in the throne room of heaven, ministering protection to the Godhead. And they spontaneously, we're told, will sometimes just begin to shout, holy is the Lord, so loud that the doorposts, the, the doors shake. Two, seraph are angels of fire. They're sometimes called flaming ones or burning uh, ones. Uh, that the prophet Ezekiel, remember, described as being able to strike like lightning with God's power. In other words, they have striking power. You're going to see that. We've already seen that this past week. You're going to see this even amp up more these next few weeks. Striking power. This was also seen in the book of Acts, chapter 12, verse 23, when Herod was sitting upon his throne in the natural realm, he had his royal robes on, and he was basking uh, in the praises of, of people who said, he's, he's a God, he's a God. And he was enjoying taking all the glory for himself. But a mighty angel saw this, and I believe it was a seraphim, because he struck him like lightning. He struck him, sitting on that throne, he struck him, and he died uh, just three days later. Worms begin to eat him. They have striking ability. He silenced that throne. They can still silence arrogant ones that are in rebellion and serving Baal. Prayer is also compared to lightning uh, in the scriptures. The Hebrew word for prayer or intercession is pagah. And that means to strike the mark or strike the target. It's the Hebrew word for bullseye. Prayer is compared to a lightning strike. These mighty ones have the ability given by the Godhead to activate in the prayers and the decrees of the ecclesia and strike like lightning. As that ecclesia proclaims the word of the Lord. Psalms 103.20, we've said it and said it. They will hearken to the decrees of the word of God. They'll strike like lightning. And they are powerful. They are commissioned to strike with the powerful prayers of the king's ecclesia. Three, they can and they, the, the Godhead can and does commission these angels into the earth realm to assist God's people. You see that in Isaiah chapter 6. Ezekiel chapter 1 and Luke chapter 1. Four, these angels can and do assist the decrees of the ecclesia. Psalms again, 103 verse 20. They will hearken to the voice of God's word that we declare. Voice of voicing a promise in the scripture or a promise that is a present word of the Holy Spirit. If it's his promise or his will, they will strike with that. And you're about to see them on their strike missions. He said they're released on their strike missions. Five, seraphim assist the declaration of God's glory filling the earth. They assist the glory surges. Six, they protect altars. Seraphs work at altars, these powerful ones. Remember Isaiah chapter six, the seraphim went to he flew uh, to Isaiah and he went to the altar and with tongs he took a live coal off of the altar and touched Isaiah's lips 
to it to cleanse his lips um, to speak purely as a true prophet of the Lord. They, they cleanse the voice of apostles and prophets. That is now in process. The voice of great prophets and apostles is being set on fire. And angels are tending to this. Seraphim are tending to this. Seraphim 7, prepare messengers to be sent. Messengers, remember God said, who's going to go for us? And Isaiah said, well, I'll go. And the seraphim ministered fire to cleanse his message. They help prepare the heirs for assignments or callings. These angels carry great authority and the kingdom of God's power is is upon them. Most orders of angels are under these divisions and they tend the altars of an ecclesia. Remember prophet Greg Hood said that the seraphim assigned will tend the altar of the fire of God in your house. Wow. So a seraphim is a very high ranking angel. Now, again, I saw this vision four times Thanksgiving, once in December, two times in January. I saw four seraphim. And I saw also, along in, with that in this vision, I saw government angels that wear the purple sash. These government angels were in the capitals of all 50 states and in some capitals of the nations. I saw them. But Washington, D.C. was different I saw surrounding D.C. the 51 government angels that I first saw in Tucson on the Awakening and Reformation tour. And I've described that many times. I won't do it today. But I saw these angels aligned around the sanctuary in Tucson. And we began to give them, we, we began to decree the word of the Lord over the states because Holy Spirit said there's one for each state plus Washington, D.C., and they took off on their assignments. Well, in this vision, I saw these 51 angels surround Washington, D.C., along with four seraphim, one north, one south, one east and one west of Washington, D.C. These 51 angels and the four seraphim were surrounding Washington, D.C. So I've now seen four seraphim in Washington, D.C. Uh, that way. But remember, I also saw four seraphim with the battering rams. That's eight. That's eight. I don't know if there's any more, but that's eight. In all locations, the state capitol and D.C., the angels were doing the same thing, supervised by who I know, was Lord Sabaoth, the Lord of Angel Armies, Holy Spirit. And they were using our decrees to weave cocoons around the state capitals and around Washington, D.C., that capital. The, the, our words had become like threads, word threads, and the angels were weaving a metamorphosis cocoon around each state capital and Washington, D.C. And then I heard the voice of Holy Spirit thundered. I heard it. And he declared one word. And that word was reformation. Only he, de he declared it this way. Reformation. Reformation. 
Then Holy Spirit said to me, transformative change now begins. That was the vision. I believe the king's ecclesia is now being called to deal with demonic thrones in their territories, their regions, and nations. We are called to deal with demonic thrones and territories in Ohio and take them out. We are also one of the ones that are to deal with this nationally in Washington, D.C. I believe that's why the release of seraphim and government angels to us. I believe that's why last summer a seraphim was given to us. It's here every week along with the government angel and with the Reformation, the Pentecost angel, every week. While I don't talk about it, I know that they're here and I see them. Something dramatic and very spiritually aggressive and powerful is about to break forth on this planet. And I believe it's time to deal with the, the rulers of darkness that came down upon this earth and settled over territories to try to stop God's purpose for man. And it's time to deal with the root systems of Baal in rebel government. God is giving us what we need to strike with his power. It's time to strike. It's time for the strike missions of the saints and angels to overthrow demonic attempts to take over. And the seraphim are going to help us do this. Lord Sabaoth is leaving, leading the king's ecclesia to now engage, he said, engage and win. He's raising his true church to come and take over. You, you vacate that throne, you overthrow it, but then you occupy it. He's raising the ecclesia in the territories, regions, and states to sit on the throne, on those positions, so that harvest can begin. The thrones are, are, are to be occupied by the ecclesia of the region, not by rulers of darkness, not by fallen demon princes. No, that's our seat, seated with Christ in that heavenly place. He has now released on missional assignments divisions of angel armies from heaven. And now he is releasing the most powerful angels ever created, the seraphim, to overthrow the fallen seraphim. To partner with the ecclesia under Holy Spirit supervision and leadership and tear down the strongholds that have been, bent, that have been built over territories for centuries to pull down demon princes and exalt his heirs, exalt his church, the ruling and reigning church. This is serious, serious stuff. I believe one of the demon princes being dealt with right now is the prince of Persia. It's happening right in front of our eyes. A demon throne over Iran, Babylon. 
that's been there for centuries is now being dealt with not just by natural armies but by a spiritual army, the army of the living God, now called an ecclesia that hasn't existed since Acts chapter 2, and now angel armies are added to it. And a great harvest will come out of those Muslim countries. These mighty ones will partner with us under Holy Spirit leadership to destroy oppressive ideologies, to destroy massive, massively corrupt culture, to destroy Baal's systems of evil, and to destroy perversion. It's part of the reset that has been planned and now has been supernaturally activated just three weeks ago. The true ecclesia of King Jesus now more than ever must pray. Our prayers will strike like lightning. We must decree our faith. We must declare God's word. We must stand strong, fearless. And with Holy Spirit and his angels, remove the influence of hell's kingdom and exalt the kingdom of Christ Jesus everywhere, turning the war season into a harvest season. Help is not on the way. Help is here. Help is here. Altars will blaze with fire on the Ecclesia's regional altars. It's going to blaze. Sent ones will go forth from all of them with bold authority. Miracles are going to manifest. Governments will change. Answers will fall like rain everywhere. Singers and musicians, come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Stand, if you will, please. I know that was an extensive foundation, but we got to hear it. We got to see the big picture. We got to know what's going on. Do you understand you are part of something that has been God-planned? For millenniums. And you're seeing it happen in front of your eyes. And the invitation is participate. Hmm. Lord, we declare our availability here. The altar that you have given to us will blaze with the fire of of heaven, blaze, blaze it, blaze it, Lord. Sent ones, come, ascend and descend here. Sent ones from here, with messages of the kingdom, go forth, empowered greatly. Let this altar blaze. Let the altars of your ecclesias all over the nation and world. Now, blaze up. May the seraphim tend it. May seraphim tend that fire. We invite the mighty ones. We invite all angel armies. Tend this fire. Miracles manifest. 
manifest in this entire region, this state, this territory. May the angels begin to strike like lightning as the decrees, the, the war decrees come forth. Thank you for the staging of, of angel armies. May they strike like lightning even this day. Governments change. Strike, strike. Put the blame on the scapegoats. Strike thrones of iniquity. Strike them. Lord, we invite the angels of heaven to begin to participate with this, this altar of a nation, this ecclesia hub. I invite you to come. Thank you that you that you have been given, Lord, that, that you have given to us government angels and other angels and seraph now. The angel of Pentecost. May they rise and begin to move throughout this region freely, carrying the decrees off of this altar into all the nation and world. Carry them, exploding answers everywhere. We give ourselves to steward this time as best we know. And we say the invitation to you, Lord Sabaoth, Lord of hosts, come and lead us. Lead us into war, lead us into battle, and lead us into harvest. Lead us through the shaking, lead us through the fierce war season, and lead us to reset this nation to its covenant roots. We ask, Lord, that you would take fire from this altar, those ingots of fire, that you would touch our lips to speak a pure word into this nation, into, into our world. I pray that upon the apostles and the prophets of our land and their, our world, would you touch their lips with fire? Purge their lips to speak the pure word of the kingdom. May the heirs hear and rise for the moment. Prepare the sent ones to go. It's time. It's time. It's time for the deployment. It's time. It's time to move. It's time to do it. It's time to do it. The training's over. The training's over. Stage. Stage up for the battle. Let the mighty ones rise with us. Pray, Lord, that this week we see another great shift into the purpose and plan that you have ordained. Thank you, Lord. Continue to feed and fire the troops up, Lord. Give them strength for this moment. Give us strength for this moment. 
speak by revelation your plans from heaven. Help us to steward it as best we can. We welcome your kingdom at a new level. We welcome your plan at a new level. Hallelujah. Amen. May we see the manifest presence of God on the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Pray with me this message every day, if you would, please. Just accept the assignment. Help the body of Christ to see the picture and participate. Amen. Amen. We declare victory in Jesus' name will be established. The greatest harvest in world history will come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Have a great rest of your day.